Oh, some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes, coming in extra hot again this week for the uh, preview review show. Uh, I am your fill-in host again, Josh, and I'm joined tonight by Jobba. How are you going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Just just putting the cat out, actually. Um, she's my hands. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So I thought ready. we talked about this. Gee, we're going to get to that. Uh, anyway, no spoilers, but uh, we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, you are a stout lover of animals, obviously. Um, Barney, how about yourself? No no pets in your household, obviously. No, no, I respect them too much to keep them as a pet. Because so, <laughs> you know, of the way you live. <laughs> yeah, you can't even look after yourself without learning another animal. I'm too much of an animal myself. Yeah, fair enough. Understandable. Good to be honest. Um, all right. Well, why don't we kick it off with some uh, weekly happenings and see what's happening around the ground. All righty. What we've got on our hands here is a Luton Town revolution. So, not a lot of you may know about Luton Town, a small, small club coming out of, yes, you heard it right, Luton. Uh, and they've... In the last sort of 10 years, so back in 2011-12 season, they were 11th, oh, they finished the season 11th in the Conference League, which is the last like professional league in, uh, in England, bottom one. Uh, so they're 103rd ranked out of all the te- professional teams in, in England. Uh, and they've now finished the end of last season, or no, sorry, currently in the championship this season, they're 7th. So they've gone up. Pretty good. What's that? If my maths is, co- is correct, they've gone up 76 spots in the space of 10 years. In the ATP Soccer World Rankings. That's cool. <laughs> Which um, is fairly impressive for a team that's also been in administration and yeah. been in non-league competition in the past 30 years. And don't have great funding. I have um, I have seen this actually. It's pretty impressive. I've seen the chart that someone's put together on Reddit. Ooh, and it's love sort of, the chart. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I actually used to play with a bloke who used to play at Luton Town. I think it was he would have played there in 2011, so right at the bottom. Uh, and then uh, yeah, came over to Australia. But is that, uh, is that did, like how everyone's played with someone who's been to the West Ham Academy before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was from the West Ham Academy too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Barney, a bit of trivia for yeah. you there. Uh, former manager of Luton Town was one of your favourites, Joe Kinnear. Um, so I'm not remember if I you remember Joe's yeah. X-rated rant from several years ago, but Joe's a Luton legend. <laughs> yeah. Did you see when he left the club as well? It was when they went into administration he left. So Got yeah. out the right time. Good boy, good boy got, Kinnear. <laughs> got paid and got out. So are they <laughs> going to be in the Premier League in the next three years by that, that rate oh, of increase? I mean, if this chart trajectory is anything to go by, they should be winning the Premier League in about... Six to seven years. So I'm gonna put, put myself out on a limb here and say no. No, they won't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> really, the championship's actually a good spot for them to be in, though. Realistically, like yeah, but I, I reckon once you once you go below the championship, I don't think the level changes like a lot. dramatically. No, nah. nah. like it's between it, like the, the style of football changes substantially, but the the quality of football doesn't. There's just not enough spaces for good players to to fill. Yeah, there's just not enough six foot four people in England to, you know, get that lump at style. Hit on the chest, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they st- need to start looking over at the Dutch, getting some young veg horse in there. 
They're trying to bring that play style up into the Premier League. It's beautiful to see. And what do you got for us? To be fair, if you're looking for a tall player, literally literally go shopping in the top, the like tallest country in the world. Yeah, that does make sense. Yep, statistically. Good place to start. and in other news, FIFA has <laughs> can, done Marty, it again. Barney, hang on. Can you uh, – oh, sorry. I thought you were going to kick us into the next segment. Never mind. Sorry, go on. <laughs> you just speak when spoken to, all right, Job. Uh, so FIFA's done it again. They have managed to uh, cut off their own stream. So they had of the uh, Club World Cup semifinals. This is between Al-Halal and Chelsea. Uh, they were filming it on um, and streaming it straight to YouTube, uh, and there was a copyright infringement, and the stream had to get uh, taken down. The only uh, unfortunate situation here is that FIFA were streaming it to their own YouTube channel, and they own all the TV rights. So <laughs> no one is really sure how they copyright infringed on their own rights. Classic. Only, only FIFA could do something like this. I, I can't wait till the uh, the directors of FIFA get a payout from this. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Themselves. They're going to make some money out of it somehow. <laughs> Bonus. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, I, I was reading some internet sleuths were uh, saying that they uh, employed a uh, company, TMG, to monitor the, the like copyright. Uh, infringements, any other channels trying to stream it, you know, other streams and all that. Um, and uh, they believe FIFA didn't tell them the right stream to monitor. So they sourced FIFA's stream go up and they claimed it as copyright infringement and then took it down. So their own company Classic. looking out for them has worked against them. Turns out it wasn't Impressive. TMG, it was actually TMZ. TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> Great news, you played yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. And uh, Josh, I believe you were to take us through some uh, just light, light hitting okay. animal rights <laughs> issues. Out of the bag, isn't it? Get <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, that's a good title. Jesus. Yeah, I want to be delicate around this issue because obviously uh, I'll, I'll share my view on this matter. I, I think obviously if you uh, abuse animals in any way, you're kind of a, a bit of a piece of shit, obviously. So. With that said, I think everyone's familiar with the Kurtzuma incident and the cat punt, uh, I guess you'd call it, um, which he was obviously dumb enough to do, which is a bad thing to do, and obviously dumb enough to record it too. I, something about the double whammy there just really just compounds the, the idiocy, I guess you'd say. Um, but I guess that aside, and that kind of being a shit thing to do, uh, there was a bit of fallout from it. And if you guys have seen any other stuff, let me know, or if you're already familiar with these, let me know as well. But uh, so West Ham came out and said that they fined him two weeks worth of wages for the incident and the wages that would then be donated to an animal shelter. Um, and Twitter has gone to town on West Ham, though, for still starting Kurt Zuma. Uh, one, one Redditor actually even said that they've, they've failed the moral leadership test, which uh, isn't actually a real test, but... Uh, more of a, a spirit of the game type thing. And then uh, another thing I noticed on the interwebs was that uh, someone shared one football's uh, like match stats and you know how you do the voting for man of the match. Kurt Zuma won uh, man of the match because the, the people who use that app voted for him. I think that was a bit of a troll. Um, but yeah, a bit of fallout there. They also got dropped by one of their sponsors too, West Ham. Um, so I don't know if you guys have seen any other fallout from this yet or have I covered it all? Uh I saw that um, 
I saw like West Ham lost a sponsor. I saw Kurt Zuma lost a, lost multiple sponsors. Yeah. Um, and they're all dropping by the wayside. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be more for it. But it's kind of ridiculous that, I mean, that he didn't get like dropped immediately and just like at, like put on like a sort of an, a, uh, a ban indefinitely. Like a warning, yeah. So they got to the, so I did a full investigation and then handed out a suspension. But they, they it's are like, doing it the investigation, yeah. Yeah, but as it's well, like yeah. it's like two days. Not even I don't even think it was two days later they had a game and he's picked like like and, and he, like he, like the situation he like he's in and what he did was like terrible and like it like not excusable at all. But like surely as West Ham, you're looking at, like okay, playing Watford. You know they're not a great team. We don't need. All our best players out there, like Kurt Zuma's not that good of a player. That, that football perspective, <laughs> I, like you don't need him out there. I, I don't think that should come into the equation, Sam. Like I think, just like there's not what investigation is there to be had. Like everything is in the video you need. If you want to suspend him, suspend just him. formalizing don't, don't, it. Yeah. yeah, don't don't worry about who you're playing. Don't, like make your position and go with it. Like you don't need to investigate it. He, like mm. you can see, he booted it. Like it's ridiculous. Why would someone do that? <laughs> and then why would you film it? And then like there should be repercussions, but I don't think there needs to be like a, a trial by the public. Like just make your decision and stick with it. Say drop him. Doesn't no, matter if you're playing Chelsea. Doesn't matter if you're playing Watford. Doesn't matter if you're playing Luton Town. Luton if, Town. Yeah. Yeah. Like you make your statement. You pick where you stand and just go with that. Like don't dick around and think about you know what about this and that. Like just like. Punish him on the incident that is there, and if you no don't punish him, don't leadership. punish him. But then, but but you choose your own morality, don't you? Like you, yeah, you yeah, choose exactly. where, and the, like that person's morality is obviously a lot stronger in that particular area than uh, like the dildo boys. But like, just make your decision <laughs> yeah, yeah. and stick. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't like this public trial because obviously there's so many different viewpoints that no one is more right than the other one. It's a question of morality. But just make a decision and stick with it, like. Seems, seems like they have, yeah. Like simple. they're like, we're going to keep playing him, find him, and move on. I guess is that yeah, decision? maybe yeah. and like they might make him do like education or volunteering or something like that. Like I don't know how. I, th- I honestly think making him sit through like school or something would be better because he's obviously pretty stupid. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I think it's like I think they they saw it as an incident where they're like, it seems like they've tried to do it by let's give him the like minimal acceptable what we think is going to be acceptable punishment for the situation which wasn't anywhere near enough what it was but it's like it all seems very minimal what they've done like oh you're finding wages like yeah that's pretty standard but like it's not enough in this situation we're going to donate to an animal show it's all like it's all good pr stuff initially but i think like the fans and the public have sort of seen straight through it and just like it's just like it's like that's nowhere near the mark it's nowhere near enough yeah, yeah a, but I suppose your, your audience for that too is like, like you can't really, you can't be judged by what everyone thinks. Do you know what I mean? Like if someone who has nothing to do with West Ham Football Club and doesn't support them, um, like says, oh, you should do this and that. You're like, well, so what? Like you, you literally have no impact on it. You just, you've seen an issue that you want to stand up for, go for it. But Yeah, I guess they might like be like say animal rights activists but i guess they, yeah exactly they feel really passionately about yeah that. but you might i guess then yeah if they never watch a game of football either or understand say the economics of the premier league they might not even then be able to understand what is a appropriate proportional response like what you know yeah. they might see two weeks wages and not realize that that's probably a couple hundred thousand dollars which you know in the scheme of things isn't that bad still but like it's just all those factors i guess like you said yeah but um yeah pretty pretty shit bloke thing to do um but yeah I don't luckily know his um it. his 
cats have now been taken off him. So it's that good, seems that seems wise. Cats. Like everything else aside, <laughs> yeah. that seems like the right thing to do. Yeah, I apparently the- um, United are looking to sign them for seventy five mil a piece. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that, and that's Ooh, where we finish. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, let's move on from this one because I've got another zinger. Well, hopefully it is. Um, Tread lightly here again, please. Yeah, this is another. <laughs> yeah, actually on the controversial ones a bit today. So, there's a tweet from Richard Tompkins. Yeah, you guys probably seen it. Um, this probably got around, not just, just from him, but basically Burnley had uh, a list. Like, they, they were able to send in names of people that have passed away in the last year and they put it up on the screen uh, before the game and stuff, a bit of a sort of in memory of them and condolences and stuff like that. Um, it was a nice little touch. However, there was one name in the list which was a little bit suspicious and I'll preface this by saying that uh, similar to what Richard Tompkins did, if this is a real person, then <laughs> as he said, I supremely apologize to his family. However, this person's name <laughs> is Mike Latoris, or if you were to say that really quickly, Mike Litoris, <laughs> aged 69. <laughs> It's the age. It's the age. Yeah, it's the age away. just tips it off, to be honest. I reckon you'd get away with that one if you didn't put 69 as the age. But I'm – all right, let's whip around. I'm – this is like – this is a piss take. What do you guys reckon? Not a, not a real person, but – Go out see, on a limb. I, I like that highbrow humor. Like that hits home oh, yeah. for me. It's real subtle, yeah. That real Seymour Butts le- kind of level. No, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's fake for sure. It's yeah. got to be. It's going out on a limb and say it. Yeah, fair. Good. I like the yeah. courage there. Um, that was pretty much all I had. Uh, I do have, if you don't mind, a little transfer news too, which I, I thought you guys would appreciate. I know the listeners will. Um, everyone's favorite uh, second to, to Lionel Messi left footer has been um, signed by Chicago Fire. I know you're a big fan of them, Barney. But um, mm, what fan. caught my eye was the revealing tweet was actually – uh, they managed to get a sponsor name in this title. They gave him a title, and they referred to him as the Alpine Lake Michigan Messi. Uh, so Lake Michigan is is a big lake that sort of runs through Chicago. No worries there. I think Alpine is actually a sponsor, and then Alpine Lake is like an area where there's like these fancy apartments and stuff. So I think that's sort of a sponsor. So they've managed to squirm, squirm that in as the Alpine Lake Michigan Messi. The Lake Michigan Messi thing, that's spot on, but uh, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch. Are you sure the Alpine's uh, not part? What, the Alpine what? bit or the um, the messy bit? I thought you'd have a problem with the messy bit. Oh, no, the messy bit I'm fine with. The Alpine yeah, lake bit, yeah. it is a stretch. Are you sure the Alpine's not because he's uh, Swiss? Alpine, like... Yeah, it might have been. I just, when I copied, when I, I copied and pasted it into my notes, I remember checking. There's actually a link, um, the Alpine, where Alpine is actually a hyperlink. I didn't go to it because... We didn't have time, yeah, but okay. uh, yeah, no, just the whole title. I thought it was very, very nice and very apt so, for. Jo- Josh, did you see the other left-footed wizard that went to the MLS this week as well? Ah, uh, I feel like we FIFA, talked about FIFA favorite Douglas Costa went to LA Galaxy. Oh, yeah, yeah, really? Snuck under the radar. It did. Yeah. What a wasted talent at Bayern was. Oh yeah. Went to well, well, it just never seemed to work out for him no. anywhere, did it? He was so no. good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He did one good really season good. at Juventus. Yeah, streets no, huh? Streets no. no. Well, yeah, that's All that's right. uh, yeah, me done. Let's let's take it away, Barn. Let's get into the games, and we start with what was a relegation six pointer, is how we prefaced it, and what a game it actually turned out to be. Great one for the neutral, Newcastle three, Everton one. Those boys on Tyneside got up, and they're now 
well, I think they were out of the relegation zone. They're definitely out of the relegation zone now. And they're only one point behind Everton, I believe now, who, I mean, we said last week they don't feel like they're in a relegation battle, but they are definitely squarely in one now. Jobber, was this a good result for Newcastle? Barney, that's a really uh, straightforward question. Yes, it was. It was an extremely good result. Uh, I think more more <laughs> interestingly was the quality of the first two goals Moving in the game. So if you didn't realise this was a relegation <laughs> scrap and no one told you, watch the first two goals in this game just to tell that's you so what we're bad. dealing with. There's, um, I, I saw the video. No, go on, go on. Oh, just, this is a quick little uh, extra Reddit thing I saw too. I was trawling it a bit before the show, but someone – in the circle jerk one was had a screenshot of the two own goals uh, when it was one all and it was like how was um the FIFA like not looked into this both teams clearly tanking for the number one draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> He was swiftly met with a fuck off yank. But <laughs> but the best thing was too, they were within like a minute of each other and Jamal LaSalle was like heavily involved in both. So got it wrong for the first one, but then you could see once the corner went in, he was like, I'm getting on the end of this and he's just going to smash anything in his way. And, and they took it off him. Tucked it home. Yeah, they took it an- off an- him. Another, another thing to tell you that it was a absolute relegation battle was that Jill Linton kicking the ball into his own face in the penalty box. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, that was Classic. so bad. He's got like he's actually got some space in the box here, and he goes to he goes to shoot, and he sort of slips, and he just kicks the ball straight into his own face, and then falls over afterwards. It was absolutely hilarious. Boys, we've got a got a touch on it. What a goal from Kieran Trippier! Yeah. Yeah, just that was good. absolute beauty, and the celebration too. I really enjoyed it. He he loved that, and the, yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but like the noise on the TV for this game when he scored that goal was unbelievable. I don't know if they had this, like the effects mic in a real good spot, but honestly, it was <laughs> it was shaking. No, yeah. yeah, it was good. I um, I'll be honest. I, I was simultaneously watching the United Burnley uh, game, I believe, at that time, and that so one. I had that sound on because two sounds are too much. I did flick over to this game's audio when I saw that goal go in, and um, yeah, it was rocking. Absolutely, I had the headphones on too. Real good sound. All right, let me let me lay some stats on you for this game. So Everton yeah, have on. now lost four consecutive Premier League games, the first time since 2019 under Marco Silva, and Big Fat Frank becomes the first permanent Everton manager to lose his first league game in charge of the club since Gordon Lee in 1977. Boys, they're going down, aren't they? Yeah, and Frank's going with Fuck them. Fuck me, I, I would like. I would laugh if they went down. Like, kind of sad for them. It's such a big club. They've never been relegated, right, from the top division. I think they've uh, the only no, club that's never been they, relegated. They were relegated Maybe from way the back. first division. Yeah, I, think. Oh, I thought that the was 30s. the only thing they like had to hang on to. Now is that they they've never been relegated. I think is it Arsenal that's never been relegated. It's one of those Everton. Two. It's one of those. Anyway. Two. Is that from the Premier League or from the first division as well? First oh, I thought it was from the first division. division. I feel like there's still one team left. Yeah. I think I think they were relegated in like the fifties. Yeah, okay. But I yeah. mean, like that would be. Would you reckon is that bigger than Newcastle going down? You reckon or Newcastle a bigger club for them? Than they went I down. Think Everton might be bigger. Yeah. So, but I, I think Newcastle like Newcastle is a bigger club, but I think Everton going down would be bigger. Like the permutations would be bigger just because, like they've been the Premier League for so long, they've spent a lot of money. They seem to be just the team that sat between like you know eighth and fourteenth forever. Yeah, they were, they were trying to push that top eight, sort of even top six this year. Like that was their uh, that efforts they were putting in, sort of the money they were spending, and their their ambitions they shared publicly. Um, so, but they they kind of never made the jump that Spurs did. 
Because Spurs and them were always in a similar position, and then when, Spurs to seven. made that when jump. When did Spurs make the jump? Oh, they made it. They jump, you know, like above United, breaking the bit. top eight, they came back down. And just the last thing here. So, what did you think of the thirty-minute cameo from Donny Van Der Beek? Did he look fatigued? <laughs> Tell me how he did. He looks ragged. Yeah, he looks very ragged. Dilly. Needs those dreads back. <laughs> no, I think the two signings didn't look didn't look uh, great in this match. I think Donny came on in in a bad at a bad time, so it's tough for him to sort of make an impact. But and Delhi was sort of brought on because there was an injury. But um, but yeah, not great for those two in their first uh, league game for the club. And yeah, I guess Frank's already under the pump. Already, which jobber you would be super chuffed about? Yeah, really make an impact. <laughs> God, all right. Let's move on to the next game here. West Ham won Watford nil, and it was everyone's current favourite English winger Jared Bowen popping up to score a huge deflection goal. Josh, this is a good win for West Ham. Uh, Watford done now. Truly, even with Roy the boy at the wheel. I will confirm this was a good result for West Ham. And um, it was, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think Watford are going to sp- keep spiraling. Like, I didn't think they were going to do much this game. It was, I'll be honest, it wasn't a very entertaining game. It was a very good goal. Um, I didn't watch the whole game and I, and I, I don't care to. But um, it's the result you sort of expect from West Ham. They sort of gr- grinded it out and, and got the win. And that's sort of what they need to continue to do all season, I think, to just sort of finish strong-ish because they started so strong. And if they can just not fade out too much, I think they'll they'll be in good stead, West Ham. But, um, yeah, just looking at the ladder that you put up there for us now. Yeah, Watford, they've dropped a lot, a lot more than I realized. And yeah, I so, thought they were going down. So on that, right, so Watford, let's say goal difference is worth effectively a point, right? So Norwich's goal difference is up the shit. If it's it comes bad. down, yeah, it's really bad. But um, if Watford win, and like because teams at the bottom of the table obviously don't win very much, so if Watford win, they go level on points with Newcastle and just a point behind Everton. And like because wins are so rare in this space, like it's just so tight down there. Except well, even for Burnley, like they're a bloody good side. So like anything could happen. But if if you look at those four teams down the bottom, um, like. For me, Watford is the least likely to do anything. Like Burnley, at least got some good signings in, or Veghorst, but they like they look okay. They might scrape through. You know, they're gonna they're gonna grind out a few results. Um, Norwich have had a few good wins, and they're starting to get a little bit better. But Newcastle look on the up. They got all these good signings in. They're buzzing. Um, Watford just. Oh, like they had their bounce earlier in the season and now they've just been on a massive slide, sacked the manager, new one in. Roy Again. the boy yeah, Roy the boy's gonna like clean them up defensively, but they they won't score. They won't just oh, not yeah. score I, now. I feel like there's enough talented players up the upside of the pitch like Saar and um Jermaine Dennis. Like they can get goals and you're right, Roy will tidy it up down back. So if they stop copying goals and they can pinch one. Like honestly, I think they're a good chance to stay up with Roy at the helm. Like so, he, he's a good. He's man the best chance. He's the best oh, chance yeah, they yeah. got to stay up for sure. Having Definitely. said that, Jobber, who who would you like? Who do you think gonna jump up above? Like who do you think the bottom three will be? Like roughest. We're not going to hold you to it. I reckon Burnley because they yeah. can't win games. Yeah. And I reckon Brentford might drop down as well. I'm looking at the and table. Then I can't Ooh. pick. I I don't know about the third row. right now. You're like it's probably Everton. It's going to be a great like. 
That's going to be the entertaining part of the ladder, I reckon, end of the season. Yeah, well, City have wrapped up the league. United yep. runners up. Like, there's nothing there. They <laughs> <laughs> have a huge jump from fifth. <laughs> Jesus, that's a big. That's a big guess, Alan. Yeah, I, I like. I agree. I don't know if Burnley would be able to get out of there, but like, yeah, Watford just seemed locked in there for me. I think Leeds could get pulled into it as well if they string a few bad results together. But I didn't even realize Brentford had lost five on the trot. They're in some honking form. Yeah, mate. they are absolutely, and they're in. They're not like in a safe spot either, really. So yeah, no, they but... were. They're like five weeks ago, they were in a great spot, and now they're yeah, not really looking that good. Now Newcastle know how to win. Yeah. Alrighty, let's move on to. What was a pleasing result for some on this pod and not so much a pleasing result for others. Burnley won, Manchester United won. Jobber, who is going to tell the Manchester United players that a football game goes for 90 minutes, not 45? Uh, Barney, it's it's all part of Ralph's tactical revolution. Like we'll just we'll just for all, for all those Reddit, you know, the it's most, it's mostly the people who write on Reddit and stuff like that that were calling for Ralph Ranyuk, who's never really held a big job, to come in and give us a tactical masterclass on how things work. So it was a reasonable 45-minute performance from Manchester United in the first half. I think people were getting a bit carried away, to be honest, like particularly the commentators on Optus were saying just like how great it was. And I was like, it's really not that good to be leading Brentford 1-0 yeah, at halftime with, like a, with an okay performance. Though. Yeah, but it Bars really has. Like, it, it wasn't. It, there was nothing outstanding. It's not as though there was like a shitload of chances or anything. But they were like really getting carried away with like Manchester United. Oh, looking really good. And I was like, they're not really. And then uh, there was that overwhelming feeling that because they didn't score a second goal, Burnley would score soon. Yeah. And they did, and it was absolutely comical. A uh, big, <laughs> big Vort Vedhors dropped the shoulder, and two players. <laughs> honestly, they're still looking for him, and he slips <laughs> yeah. into Shea Rodriguez, and you're like. You're sort of sitting there and you're like, you're not that surprised? Yeah, I know. It's that sense you had in their last game um, that I was saying where they they got all the possession and having some good opportunities or like having shots statistically, but it's just not clicking and the goals aren't going in. So you just got that sense in the back of your mind that they're going to get us, they're going to get back. But I reckon there's that eerie feeling that you, like I feel as a fan, I'm like, oh, not again. But I also feel like the players are feeling it. Yeah, yeah. You see you the mistakes it. creep in. You see, like there's a bit of panic, and you're like, they, they are acutely aware that they can't put a game to bed. That was Liverpool last year. That welcome to my world, mate. I know the feeling. Yeah, it's it's brutal. So, um, probably honestly, in the end, Burnley, you wouldn't have uh, said they didn't deserve to win. Almost <laughs> like the way they were sort of coming at the end there. <laughs> nah, nah, draws fair. Draws fair. I'll give you that. Yeah, Burnley were. Uh... We're impressive at the start of that second half. But I feel like like all you like it's a pretty easy formula to get a result out of United now. It's just press them hard for like ten yeah. minutes and you were gonna cause an error. Like that goal like you said, that goal they conceded was like such a United goal to concede. Like you like you like you could see that coming from a mile away. But um yeah, that first, I remember watching that start of that second half, first ten minutes, it was like pinball just back like United, like Burnley would lose it and you'd expect that. And then United would string two passes together and lose it again straight away. Yeah. It was um, it was but crazy it, how much the possession was turning over. It's just alarming the way there was like, there was five at the back and somehow it became like <laughs> Jay Rodriguez straight through on the keeper and you're like, how did we end up here? <laughs> yeah, you know how we talked about uh, Veghurst got that black eye? Um, yeah. Barney <laughs> yeah. and I were sort of talking to each other the, the, later that day, uh, sort of saying, I think it seems like not just a black eye, but any knock or bump, like he thrives on that. And it seems like he gets 
stronger and more confident when he gets like he absorbs the damage and powers him up almost. Yeah, it's because it's he's not impressive. vaccinated. Yeah, true. <laughs> hasn't, got, hasn't got those three vaccines weighing him down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not super fatigued, doesn't have the COVID running, running around his body. <laughs> yeah, so for a moment there, Manchester United snuck into fourth position, but then Jared Bowen scored an absolute cracker and then Burnley ran over the top of him. Mm, yeah, disappointing result for United. Good point for Burnley. Could prove crucial later on in the season. Alrighty, let's move on to another disappointment. Tottenham 2, Southampton 3. Jabba, I'll let you take this one away for a bit because I know you want to rip into him and ask me a few questions, so go ahead. No, Barney, no, no not much from me, mate, but the, the Spurs boy. So what's, oh, what's the philosophy there with tracking a runner? Because, like, James Ward-Prowse picks the ball up on the right-hand flank. What do you think he's going to do? Like, between, you know, fan to fan, what do you think he's going to do? After, after that second, <laughs> the first header goal, which was pretty obvious, as soon as that pass got laid back to him, I was like, he's going to cross it first time. Like his body was shaped up so much and then he did, uh, just like he did the first goal. And um, Shay Adams didn't Royale. even jump. Nah. <laughs> like, Emerson Royale peeled jump. off. Yes. It was so comical because it looked like they were trying to like transition, but to no one. Because like Emerson Royale yeah. like, peels back and I don't know, I think it's Ben He Davis. had him. He was with him and he yeah, left him. He just steps Fantastic, but the Spurs did have some joy down that right flank, Barney. That was nice. Good, good, some good football in there from them. Generally, they were pretty shit, but there were some nice <laughs> moments down the right hand side. I actually, I actually couldn't agree with you more. There was like, yeah, it was some some sparks of uh, football, but like, yeah, it was it was. Uh, Southampton would just look so much better than Spurs. Like if you came into that yeah. not knowing, That's not, much. not knowing which team, like, uh, is meant to be the bigger team. Like you would be like, oh, Southampton is the better team in this in this uh, between these two teams. It was they were just looked so much more cohesive, knocking the ball around fast, like pressing together. Like that's something that Spurs are just like again, like not pressing consistently. Like one would go, then another would be like, oh shit, I'm meant to be out there with him. And you know, it was just it was a bit all over the joint. Yeah, like you already mentioned, James Ward Prowse literally does like ten crosses a game from that exact spot every game. So. Probably shut him down a little bit quicker than what you were doing, or expect the cross to come in oh if you're God, in the middle already. I reckon. Now um, that cross, that cross got me every time. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh she's done it again. <laughs> you know what? Oh, that again. I um, I did want to touch on. I did rewatch the highlights again after watching the full game this morning. Rewatch the highlights um just before the pod, and I've got to say that second Spurs goal. I'm actually leaning more towards thinking it was a foul. Um, I know we discussed it. Uh. Previously really? this morning, oh, yeah, I, I'm okay. I made yeah, my peace I'm, with it. I'm, 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 with it. I'm the is. fence, but I'm sort of leaning more towards a foul because when you watch it in real time, he doesn't, he doesn't know that the defender's coming up behind him. He doesn't look back at any stage. He just backs, and he does get a little bit off the ground. He sort of does a little jump that gets elbow to the back of the head straight away. So I'm like, oh, I mean, you see him given, but at the same mm. time, it, it didn't matter in the end. It made the game that, far yeah, more Thankfully, it didn't impact the result. Yeah, because I think Southampton, if Southampton had lost based on that, you would have felt like they were robbed. It would have made some great controversy for sure, which we love on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, again, like another disappointing result for Spurs. A bit back to the drawing board. Like Emerson, I've, I've been pretty fond of him since he came in, but like he looked real bad in that game. Um, yeah. A lot of misplaced passes some just poor poor decision-making. Um, Benson Core came on in that like 60th minute and he actually like, 
looked quality in the middle there and, and was like actually seemed to have an impact on the game almost straight yeah. away, which was good to see. Um, Kulisevsky came in, didn't do too much and wasn't much of an impact. And, and then I think they scored two goals immediately as he came on anyway, so it was kind of tough. Um, but yeah, I guess more problems persist and maybe Eric Dyer is the, is the missing key to that Tottenham back line. Who knows? He was out again, lost. He could have told Emerson Royale in Portuguese real quick, stay on your man. He does speak like four languages. Yeah, I know. I think Portuguese is his. And he grew two, up in so. Portugal, so I'm pretty sure he speaks. He speaks move on, you've lost Portugal. me. Move on. Oh, move on. You've absolutely see, lost see, me. See. Eric was, Dyer's the missing link. I was, I, was I was trying to look up James Ward Prowse's crossing stats in that game, and I couldn't find it, but I reckon it was at least 10. Two assists, mate. That's all you need to know. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to a, it was a pretty straightforward result in the end Manchester City to Brentford nil. And Brentford made a good hack of it for a bit, but obviously couldn't withstand the onslaught of Man City. Um, Josh, did, were you impressed with Brentford or, you know? Yeah, they, they did all they kind of could, especially in the form they're in. They they just sort of tried to defend as a, as a fairly compact unit, the old park the bus a bit. There was a stage, I think in like the 60th minute, where there was like on the screen, I was like, I feel like Brentford's got too many players on the field. But it was just because you're not used to seeing all 11 players in the 18-yard box defensively. So it did look like they had too many on, but they were just all there. Um, but yeah, a lot of lot of pressure from uh, Manchester City offensively. Um, and eventually Sterling uh, broke into the box and won himself his 23rd penalty in his career in the Premier League, which is now a Premier League record. That's the most penalties everyone's, anyone's ever won in Premier League history. So that's a good stat to have. Outstanding. Yeah, otherwise, this was a, this was boring a, game. Yeah, dreadfully boring game. <laughs> dreadfully boring and dreadfully predictable. As soon as City took the lead, you're like, that's it, game over. And uh, then a gift of a second goal. Yeah, and then the commentator was like, oh, what a finish. And I was like, well, he's rolling the ball into an empty net. Makes about 400 grand a week. I'd expect him to finish that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing a bonus him, for that too. I'm paying him to do that. He should be yeah. doing that. Yeah, well, it did end up being pretty boring. As usual, the City games go these days. They are very boring to watch because they're going to win it by about 20 points. Alrighty. The last game was a very exciting game here, and that was Aston Villa 3, Leeds United 3, with another stupid concert red card to throw in the mix as well, their job. Yeah, Barney, that, that was ridiculous from concert, but I just want to talk about the, the short black-haired magician. Dan James. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Double for the little fella. Even got a header in there. Is it a header or did you sort of like catch it and throw it in? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened, but Dan James got a double. I love how you you folks like want to disown him when he's at the club and then as soon as he at, he's at another club going well, you're like, oh, he's our boy, old Danny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get he's, fast he's, enough. Always, he's always a United <laughs> boy. Um, two jammy goals, but uh, obviously the talking point in this one was Philippe Coutinho had an absolute field day, didn't he? he looked, absolute blinder. He looks so good out there. Yeah. Some, of those, some of those like runs and just the movement and off the ball and then the passing was just unreal. He's back. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're a purist, Halsey. Can you explain to me how, in the 42nd minute, Leeds United somehow found themselves with a three-on-two at the back, with Coutinho <laughs> sliding in Ramsey? Oh, and they still managed I to honestly, score. Yeah, I couldn't get my head around. I was like, how the fuck have they got themselves into this position? And they're two-one down as well, aren't they? Yeah, no, I was like, yeah, what, are yeah. they, what are they possibly doing? Because oh, you look at it, and I was like, is that 92? No, 42. <laughs> I'm familiar with um. 
Bielsa's tactics actually as the purists, like you said, appreciate that. Um, it, it's that I think they described it as organized chaos is the polite way to say it. But uh, as as the as the common man would say, just an absolute shit show, high risk, high reward play style where they throw everyone forward, and they have the the fitness and the the speed to get back, but they don't have the uh, maybe the reaction time, especially when you got Philip Coutinho well, they, moving the they, ball. They, don't, they don't have the ball. Um, but yeah. Glick was like horribly unlucky too because he actually did manage to slow them down enough to only make it three on two, and then he actually ran past Ramsey. Like he got all yeah. the way back in time and ran straight past him, and I they was left like, him so free. Yeah, it was it was fantastic to watch. Yeah, how so. how good is some of uh, Jacob Ramsey's running from the deep as well? Yeah, like both his goals were him running like from central midfield through into like open space, but like, obviously the, the fields opened up a lot for him because of the movement ahead of him. But like he's really motoring and he like, especially over the last sort of month or two since Stevie's been in there, he's really sort of taken another step forward and looks, uh, looks really good. Yeah. I think Stevie predicted that he'll be in an England shirt in no time. Oh, even if he's not English, they'll they'll be pulling him in. Um, (laughs) no, but I think, I think you're right, Sam. I think, um, I think Coutinho and Watkins and Buendia like really complement that type of running because all those players are kind of like come to type players. So then Ramsey does have a lot of space in point. Have a ball player like Coutinho and Buendia as well. Like that, you're going to get rewards if you make those runs. Yeah, and there was you did notice that there was as they did come deep, there was just so much that brought the whole lineup. And because Leeds players, I don't know, they don't seem like as intelligent or like to think on their own. So that the, when that happens, they do just get sucked up. They just follow the rules that Bielsa set out for them. There's so much space in behind, and both both the Aston Villa wingers can just blast down the side. Good to see. It was very good to see, and it was an exciting match. Uh, three all it ended, and like we mentioned, Esri Konsa, dumb, dumb red card. He was already on a yellow, then he like tried to block Melier throwing it out quickly, and ended up just just straight elbowing him in the face, and then was like trying to. Trying to get out. I don't know. It was just so dumb. He's trying dumb, to get out of yeah. it, trying to claim he didn't do anything. Like, what are you What are you doing, mate? And he's just come back from a red as well. So, yeah, I think Stevie might be putting him on the sideline for a bit to teach him a lesson. I think it doesn't doesn't roll in Stevie's house like that. Stevie will chuck on the boots and jump in at centre back. <laughs> or call, give, give <laughs> Jamie Carragher a is call he, up. Is he going to put on a Wazza training session? <laughs> one-on-ones with him and Konza. Go through a few uh, boys in the, in the training session just to teach him a thing or two. Put on those extra long studs like Wazza. Yeah, you roll out to training with the medals on when Cons is back from his uh, <laughs> suspension. All righty. Let's move on to the games happening over the weekend. Uh, so there are some games tomorrow, but we obviously uh, already talked about them in the last ep. So we'll move on to the games that are happening on the weekend. And we start with Manchester United versus Southampton. Jobber, is this a worry after Southampton absolutely dismantled Tottenham? It's a huge worry. I won't, I won't sleep tonight based on this or the night after because, like, I just I don't know how Manchester United are going to cope with the heavy, heavy Southampton pressing and then Ward's Prowse whipped balls into a very confident Harry Maguire. I don't I, think Harry Maguire's got the reaction time to, to like, react to the ball coming in from those deep, deep crosses from Ward Maybe Prowse. Maybe that's what we want, but maybe it's just going to hit him in the face. Yeah, true, true. That's true. Uh, um, but I'm genuinely, like, I've been – Telling myself for the last couple of weeks, Manchester United have enough quality to beat teams, and they just haven't been doing it. So I think this weekend they're going to get absolutely spanned. 
I'd love to see that, to be honest. I don't... Because I want it to happen so badly, I'm cautious that it won't happen now. I think this one could also come out in a draw. Um, but that, that sort of... I call it the jammy factor that United had early in the season where they would get away with a win or a draw that they maybe didn't deserve just because of that talent they had in the squad. It's sort of faded a bit lately. They're not they're not pulling shit out of their ass like they used to. Yeah. So it could it could very well happen here. The, the other big story is will Ralph Ranick bout I feel like he picks his team sometimes based on pressure. As in mm. like he didn't start Ronaldo the other day and you're like, that's insane. But I don't know if he'll bow again to pressure and be like, oh, like I have to start Ronaldo now or do I start Cavani? Like just play your best team, man. Like play your best team for the system that you yeah, want. Yeah, make your decision. Yeah, make like I don't know if that's just like what he's actually thinking or if he's bowing into pressure because people are like, oh, Ronaldo hasn't scored him four. If you leave him out there, he'll score. Like he will. Do you do you think that could possibly be swayed by the fact that he's um, like coaching for the rest of the season and then taking a position in the club later on like he's – he doesn't want to ruffle too many feathers because he's gonna be he's gonna be there like later on. He wants to make sure to secure that spot. Like, do you reckon that weighs into his decision at all as well, potentially? Like, Maybe, but then you think it like is he sort of thinking long term because he's like Ronaldo won't be there. I've got to keep those other people happy. And like do more focus on the work behind the scenes than who's actually out there playing and getting results. It's like we're doing this in training and that's all I care about. Yeah. Potentially. That that may well be it because he might be trying to execute something, but like you can't you don't get a free hit as Manchester United manager. Like I don't care who you are, how <laughs> yeah. long you're in there. Like you can't just be like, oh yeah, oh, I'll got a lot. Yeah, well. yeah, I know, but like <laughs> you've got you've got to be accountable for the results. Ultimately, everything else aside, that's what you're going to be judged on. And yeah. right now the results are pretty poor. Love to see it. Yeah, I uh I worry for Manchester United here as well. I think after Southampton's bit of form they're in and they're if they if basically if they just turn up and play like they did against Tottenham, they will beat Man United. I I 100% believe that. Alrighty, let's move on to the next one here. We got Norwich City versus Man City, and I guess not really much to talk about here apart from is this going to be five nil? Five nil. You calling five it? Nil? No, I'm going to stick with four. Conservative. Four Ooh. to Man City. <laughs> what what <laughs> would you take for Norwich that. to score a goal? Uh, it's got to be one of those ones like they did on the weekend where Pookie scores in like the first 30 seconds, like just out of, out of nowhere. And then, uh, they'll get batted five, one, if that is the case. I reckon six, yeah, nothing, 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 six nothing in this room. Five, five. Yeah. Nine. Don't have to add much to that. Yeah. Move on. Pookie in the first minute again, and then just all hell rains down <laughs> on Norwich back. Do you, do you remember when, do you remember minutes. when Norwich beat Manchester city? Do you remember that? Oh, Three, two. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. when they first yeah. came back up, wasn't it? Pookie. Yeah. That was that, that awful red again. card. No, nah, ever. No, nah, yeah, that won't no ever happen again. All right. Let's move on to this one here. Tottenham versus Wolves. Oh, I mean, I'm a bit worried for Tottenham here. Jobba, how do you think they'll fare against this, one of the staunchest defences in the league? Mm, big factor for this one, Barney, is what happens against Arsenal for Wolves. Like, it's a very short turnaround for them. So I'm not it's sure not that... Long. No, I'm not sure they'll be able to back it up because they do have a pretty light squad, but they are very hard to score against and very defensively stout. I actually think it's going to finish nil all, Barney. Nil all, yeah, I could see that happening. <laughs> I can see that for sure. I definitely could see this finishing nil all as well. It's going to be low scoring because I think with their one of their main outlets in Traore going from Wolves, they're not going to be as fluid going forward, so then therefore they'll 
lean more on that defensive game, I think. Uh, I, and then I, I honestly think they'll be better. I think they will overall, forward. but to start off with, they'll 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 be defending more of the time, and they'll 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 be comfortable with that. But it'll just sort of won't lend itself to scoring for the next few weeks as much. But yeah, nil all or one all, I reckon this one. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, Tottenham struggle to score against open defenses, so a very staunch defense will be even tougher for them to score against. So yeah, I probably see it being nil all as well. Alrighty, the next one we've got here, Burnley versus Liverpool. Uh, this is a real top and bottom of the table clash here. Josh, who's going to cop an elbow from Veghorst or is someone going to lay one on him? I don't know if Thiago can reach up that high, can he? <laughs> yeah, if he starts. I, I reckon it's going to be a good one. I'd love to see Van Dijk go up against him head to head. Seems like Veghorst is going to be a real... Uh, Measuring stick for all the defenders in the league. So I can't wait to see uh, Van Dyke have his moment and see how he takes it. Um, aside from that, I think if Liverpool keep a clean sheet, which I hope and think they will, I think they'll bag a couple and this will be a 2 or 3 nil for Liverpool. Um, with, with Depending on how they go against Leicester, uh, whether you're, depending on when you're listening to this podcast or how they went, um, will sort of indicate as to whether they're sort of back in form now that Mane and Salah are back which I think they'll be pretty hot. It's pretty tough for Liverpool this week, running into a red-hot Burnley side. Um, but <laughs> I think I think that they'll they'll have enough in the locker here, Sam. It'll be interesting. Actually, Barnes came back from injury as well too, so he's got oh, his Son of a bitch. He's Holy got shit, he needs to shave his head. Yeah, he's so wispy on top. Just call it, yeah. I he's, know got, you mean. he's got, got nothing going on top. On that <laughs> he could afford there. Ashley and Martin. Oh, Ashley oh. and Barnes. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, look, I, I just can't see any other result than Liverpool winning this by a few. I'll be, I'll be excited to see how uh, Louise does against staunch Burnley side. Yeah, I hope someone starts. boots him to welcome him to the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. He got a stepping on his uh, his kneecap uh, in the last match in his mm-hmm. debut from Cardiff. So that's a pretty welcome to England type moment. He kind of came down from a head arc, <laughs> landed on this ground. <laughs> and then a guy Wales. Can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Welcome to, you know what I mean? UK? <laughs> I don't see, I don't Wel- see race, but I, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure yeah, you right, can you see something. That. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, welcome to the cold. <laughs> <laughs> he wore the gloves too. Did you see that, Diaz? I think he's going to be wearing uh, them for a while. He's going to get booted. Sean, <laughs> Sean Dyche's going to boot him coming out of yeah. the tunnel. It's the all, only thing you could say in English, like when he sort of landed, was that it's cold. It's cold. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking cold, mate. He'll be wearing them into May. Yeah. All right. And, and I think this game we just talked about here has... Very much, well, Liverpool actually has much of a say of how this result goes in the next game because if Liverpool beat Leicester City uh, in this game that's happening tomorrow morning, then that very much determines how Leicester will perform on the weekend against West Ham because as we all know, Leicester cannot repeat the same result twice. So Leicester can just pick and choose which game they want to win. Do they want to beat West Ham or do they want to beat Liverpool? I guess it's up to them really. Well, I'm going to go with saying that uh, Leicester will win this because Liverpool will beat them or have beaten them, depending on when you're listening. And then, so then, therefore, Leicester will win or maybe draw. They haven't drawn for a while, have they? Let me have a look. Yeah, yeah, no, they're going to win. They're going to beat West Ham. I'm tipping that. Close one, but they'll win. That, it will make that top four race a bit more exciting. Yeah. West Ham sure. lose another game. And so then it just spices it up even more. I mean, Great Tottenham, United. Tottenham don't want it, United don't want it. If West Ham lose, they probably don't want it either. And if Arsenal lose, they don't want it either. So let's make it interesting. 
It's it's hard to see Leicester winning this game, isn't it? Just with the injuries. They've got no Vardy. I think Johnny Evans is going to be out. Fafana, Castagna. So it's all Vardy's still to, out. I believe Vardy's still out. Nah, so it's going to be okay. Pats and Dakar. But hopefully they'll get a few back. I think um I think Ricardo Pereira might be back soon. So potentially there's reinforcements arriving. But yeah, it's hard to see him. I think they're gonna get lose to Liverpool and then lose to the Hammers again. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm rethinking my assessment. I thought Where? surely Vardy'd be back. They're gonna yeah. repeat the result, finally. Oh. When do you just throw in the towel on Evans and just give up? Like he's he can I'd barely never give up on Johnny Evans. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of cortisol in the world, mate. One game. I can't quit Johnny Evans. Well, United quit on him. Hard. Yeah. Yeah, so, I wish we honestly. I wish you we had. did. I wish we hadn't. No, look, I I think he offers so much to them that you can't just sort of fob him off. Like from a leadership and experience potential, they seem so much more solid when he plays. I don't know if it's like Amati and Co or Sionchu. Like Sionchu looks like absolute shit when Johnny Evans isn't around. He's going to get like a coaching job when he's done I, playing. I, surely, I guess. So I shouldn't say like when do you fob him off, but like when. Why do you, do you hate s- Johnny Evans? I do. I hate him. Bloody Northern Irish. Uh, why, why, uh, like, when do you stop putting him in as like, he's, he's your bet, one of your best center backs. Like you got to start thinking of him as like, he's a leader in the team, but he's not, he's like there if we need him because currently it seems like they still, they're still waiting for him to come back to get like to their best 11, but he can only play like once every month. So I suppose, I suppose you've got to find someone better, don't you? And they've got Vestigard, so maybe that's the longer term plan, but like it's it's honestly, it's harder to find someone better than Johnny Evans. So when he comes back for not spending like a lot yeah, of cash, and yeah. even then, like that's I, true. you, that's you could true. put a pretty comprehensive argument together to say that he's pound for pound probably better than Harry Maguire. Probably I reckon I could very easily. Definitely better than Eric Dyer. Especially price. Oh, let's yeah. not bring him into the argument. Especially when you bring price tags into the equation, then Johnny Evans' value goes up <laughs> De- a lot. Definitely better than Ben Davies. <laughs> do, do we oh. need to keep going? Or, well, I'll prove my point, haven't I? Emerson you just Royale, picked, you just picked like two cheap, defend- two cheap defenders that we bought. Well, they got better value than Buddy Maguire. Kick him while he's down. Jeez. God. Dyer D- was like five mil. That's a bargain compared yeah, to Ben Davies. And he plays like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Maguire costs you 80 and he plays like a $5 million yeah, defender. Yeah, he's got, got a point there. <laughs> I'm not gonna All right, let's stop slagging off Dyer. Nobody wants to do that. That is it for the preview games. Uh, Jabba the mailbag's dry, I'm assuming. Correct. Barney, did you find a Matt Letizia tweet for us in the end? No, I think he's I think he's screened his, uh, his Twitter. Got PR onto so, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got the same PR that West Ham got onto it. So there's definitely going to be holes in it. <laughs> That's probably best be, for everyone. Missing. Best for society. But no, no, unfortunately not. I'll, we'll try and prepare one next week or maybe we'll just make one up because it will probably work for him. He says some ridiculous shit. Yeah, exactly. We'll find something else uh, scandalous to end the episode on next week, I'm sure. But uh, you guys got anything else to add or are you happy with that one? No, that's it. Let's hope uh, yeah. Manchester United can hold on this weekend. Good luck to him. Yeah. Talk to you boys later. Yeah. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. <laughs>